Hey guys, welcome to Dwarf Fortress Talk. Uh, this is, I'm Nate, uh, also known as Rainseeker, and I'm here with Kyle, also known as Captain Tastic. Hello. And, uh, and our Lester's leader, Tarn Adams, also known as Toady One. Toady One. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, everybody. We are back. Um, we are surviving the fires of Northern California somehow, and um, we're generally having a good old time. Uh, today we're going to be doing some Q&A from Dwarf Fortress fans across the world, but first we have some news on the Steam front. Uh, the Steam release has uh, shown us some beautiful pictures of dwarves in armor with weapons. We have Yay. all sorts of fun interactions <laughs> taking place there. What can you tell us, Tarn? <laughs> yeah, so we've we've finally uh, got got started in earnest on the on the dwarf pictures. Uh, the, there's been a lot of drawing right now. The uh, the dwarf has sort of 600 possible layers, and that's a number that's only growing. Oh. Um, that that <laughs> that they now this includes all colors and every kind of like. So if you've got a uh, a dark cyan cap. For a uh, a peasant to wear, and then a a brown cap for a farmer to wear, and a white cap for a stone a stone worker to wear. It has to go through and query those things and assemble the right layers when it kind of puts puts together this dwarf, right? Just piece by piece by piece by piece. And uh, yeah, there are a lot of them, a lot of little tiles. But um, uh, and we've we've kind of just kind of gotten started on what the the the, the faces and so forth will look like. We're just using a set of random faces now. Um, and, uh, we, we've just got eight of those right now. Are you uh, experiencing and, any and slowdown from sure. all the, the graphics that you're adding or is that oh, no, not a problem? No, it's not, not at all. It's, uh, it's because those, those, those X number of layers, I mean, like each dwarf ends up being made from like, you know, 15, 20 layers. Those are not being, you know, rendered in, um, in, uh, in kind of real time printing every single layer. Uh, it, it bakes it all into a texture, uh, once, uh, the first time you see the dwarf, and then it just has to update it when it um, when the dwarf changes something about themselves, which doesn't happen all that often. Nice. Uh, so it's nice, nice, uh, cheap, cheap and nice the way we like it. It's like Dwarf Fortress has always been, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's cool. Uh, and the um, uh, of course, there's there's a lot of different uh, opinions about like how the dwarf should be, and tile sets have gone all kinds of different ways in terms of like whether you should show professions, whether you should show the actual clothing people are wearing, whether the color of the clothing should be based on the dyes and materials, whether the clothing color should be based on the profession, whether or not the items that they're holding should be actual items like the axe and the pick uh, for the miner and the woodcutter, but no one else uses tools, or whether or not like a fisher dwarf should have sort of a virtual fishing rod to sort of more accurately uh, portray their their profession, even if it less accurately per- portrays what they're, they're not going to have the color coding, are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's 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 uh, ah. yeah. So what we're going to do is have some options, <laughs> which means more layers, more fun. Um, but uh, it's cool. I mean, this is the most important picture in the game, right? Uh, for for Dwarf Fortress, uh, presumably the dwarf. Yep. Uh, the dwarf being an important picture. And, um, so, yeah, so we're just going to have some options for people. Um, uh, default is probably just to show the professions with the color of the, the clothes they're wearing, uh, just so people don't lose their minor at first when they're getting started with the game and can see the pick. Yeah. Out of curiosity, will the, um, 
vampire dwarves, will they have any special graphics associated with them, or will they look just like everyone else? So we we have some little test pictures of of things like zombies and and so forth. We're still we have kind of these placeholder zombies which are just sort of purple, uh, but then we have like these sort of ribs exposed nasty pictures of uh, various creatures in the works at times, and who knows what we're actually gonna. What, where we land depends on all kinds of factors. Uh, some of them are technical, and some of them are just kind of you know, like how many how much resources we have. Uh, to work on it, and uh, so we're not we're not settled on what we're going to get. Um, but but since there's not too many types of vampires, I think that's the kind of thing that we can probably get away with. You don't have to worry about like a rhesus macaque vampire, um, <laughs> the same way that you have to worry about a rhesus macaque zombie, right? Oh uh, sure, so, yeah. So it's it's or giant rhesus macaque zombie or a you know baby rhesus macaque zombie or child rhesus macaque zombie. <laughs> And, and 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 just you know et cetera et cetera et cetera it gets really or a giant child's rhesus macaque zombie uh, or what about a giant child uh, rhesus macaque animated husk um, you know the 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 uh, just the, the giant just a giant ball of tails from the rhesus macaque that's undead <laughs> it's rolling around with the tails yeah well that's that's a whole other thing too right because like if you chop off somebody's arm it can be animated sure and so do we do we yeah there's just there's there are too many things to really display um with 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 pixel graphics um in high fidelity once you start getting into animal chunks and <laughs> giant baby animal chunks um <laughs> it's just you know so we're gonna have to have some responsible scoping uh on on that but uh when it comes to a dwarf we really don't have to be so responsible which is why we've already got the 600 images and are just going from there um and uh the the humans goblins elves and kobolds um uh will get this this treatment as well because those are kind of the core important critters yay and then uh we have animal people pictures drawn up uh doing like that many layers for that many animal people is kind of um a prohibitive or whatever but uh uh at the same time we we can show animal people with like stuff in their hands um so at least that's something uh for 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 uh to start right i mean and who knows where it's going to go uh, afterward um yeah and i also uh let's see yes we had all the armor and there's there's currently i think eight i may be misremembering but all of the different materials copper bronze steel iron um and uh wood for the elves wooden armor we have wooden armor pictures uh we have um, divine materials get a picture. But of course, the divine materials, which are something you can find if you go out and look for them, uh, are randomly generated and have all kinds of different descriptions. But uh, you know, right now we can just afford to let's have one picture so they look nice. But also artifacts get their own picture. Um, so you can tell if someone's wearing an artifact helmet. Oh, nice. Uh, and um, so, and that that's that's when they're worn. When when items are are on the ground, we have uh, more ability to add some detail to them. So we've had some. So the, this is not in yet, but we have some kind of prototype stuff of showing how damaged a weapon and how damaged clothing are, um, and uh, you know, 
should we put the vomit chunks on them and so <laughs> forth and the blood the blood spatter and, and I think and the community kind of says yes to all that. There's probably there's, there's never just, say no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll have to start saying no to some stuff at some point. Um and uh we we have, of course, during the uh, the course of just the discussions about what kind of art's gonna go in the game or whatever. Sometimes we've had to 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 you know show some show some restraint. Um and uh uh, but but it's it's going really well, um, and uh, I guess since we last had uh, uh, the the, the for, since the the interview um, with Brian on the last episode, we've also uh, shown the the zones interface, um, which is uh, kind of the the beginnings of what Dwarf Fortress is going to be like now. It's like you want to drag out a rectangle and click on some things and set the. Uh, the type of zone and so forth, and uh, we're we're doing the um, the stockpile interface uh, works that way now too. Uh, so you can just kind of drag out your stockpiles. You can repaint them, which is nice. Um, before you could kind of delete pieces of stockpiles, but if you wanted to add an annex to a stockpile um, with the same properties, you couldn't really do it. Um, so that's changed. And also, you can make them larger. There was this really bizarre restriction of. Um, on stockpiles that they could only be 31 by 31 tiles tops. And um, that's been lifted now. Um, so, so are we at 32 now? Oh yeah. I mean, if you're in a 32, (laughs) a fortress that's 32 wide, uh, I guess you can only be in a micro fort that's 48 by 48. Uh, So that would have been, that'd be the practical limit there. But no, if you embark on a 192 by 192, then you can, uh, you can make a big old stockpile. I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's a dubious proposition. Uh, having a stockpile like that—it's just everything stored everywhere. I guess that's if you, dwar- if you want your dwarves to kind of forage for the items that are in their own fort or something. You make an everything stockpile that's like the entire level of the fortress, and then they'll just kind of use stuff where it sits. <laughs> uh, I guess I don't know. I haven't really explored well, the I new. Guess if you don't want to figure it out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's probably not efficient, um, but. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, the the new the new lifestyle that we're 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 in uh, now that these these changes have arrived. All right, so we're going to start asking some questions of Tarn from our Q and A community here. Uh, our first question comes from Brennan. Now that the intelligent undead can join our fortress, it's more important than ever to address the undead alcohol dependency issue. When will undead dwarves either not need alcohol or be able to drink recreationally? You know, these questions must be answered, Tarn. <laughs> well, I mean, the, 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 the first thing that strikes me about this <laughs> is how giving this person is, right? The generosity that they don't want the undead to be yeah. tormented um, that they feel that the undead should be able to either drink or kind of fully shed sure. the mortal coil um, where it seems like, I mean, it seems like to me when you think of like dwarves reenacting their lives or ghosts rather reenacting their lives um, that you, you'd watch them kind of drink yeah, and then it just that would be hilarious through their rib cage. And then they look dis- despondent and miserable uh, so if they can drink recreationally, I mean, I'm not guaranteeing that that even if 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 the undead do get the ability to drink recreation, recreationally, that it will help with their uh, 
their issue. However, I mean, I kind of understand uh, where the person's coming from. Uh, if, if like, um, I don't recall the details about their vampire force and stuff. If they get slower and slower and slower and slower. And now that we've got these undead lieutenants that I imagine if they break free of their necromancer can then petition, petition to join the fortress. And so you've just got like, like the witch king chilling, unable to drink. And, um, you know, maybe slower. Well, I mean, there might be an argument for, like, making um, beer out of garlic, you know, to prevent uh, an invasion of uh, secret vampires. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I, I mean, we we need that especially. We need something that repels necromancers from taverns until Mm. I can get that bug fix up. Uh, Because they just, they, they like drinking... Like <laughs> they drink until they get angry enough to resurrect things, right? I don't <laughs> think they even need a trigger <laughs> like that. They're just like, oh look, it's something dead. Let me let me fix that for you. <laughs> I'll fix that for you. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, if they um it might be interesting if they offered their services sometimes. You know what I mean? Like rather than just doing it, if they say, Hey, for X amount of gold, I'd be happy to resurrect some dwarves which will serve your fortress. I think that might be yes. interesting. Yeah, well, it's like the monster hunters that come and then just like run around with a death wish down in the cavern layers until they get killed by something or whatever. If you if you accept their petition to do that, oh, then, yeah. I mean, maybe it's fair for a necromancer to petition to like I can make your refuse pile more lively. Or <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you'd like that in your life, and then just not they uh, not be evil against your fortress. They're just yeah, good the, undead. the undead don't think like that right now. Um, uh, they they get these weird like they have like more of a sense of affiliation world generation but once they're in play they really do just have a kill the living flag mm-hmm. um and the the necromancers don't count as living because they live forever uh in an unnatural way uh so it it kind of turns <laughs> off the the fact that they they trigger that and um being experimented on and turned into a night creature also makes the uh, zombies friendly um, but, uh, yeah, so I'd have to, yeah, there's lots of, lots of little, little tricks and things to consider when you want to try and add a fun new feature. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do the next question there, Cap? Sure. Dylan asks, will more adventure mode crafting be coming in the near future with things such as clothes crafting, more carpenter workshop items, and more stone weapon crafting? Also, have you considered allowing custom string names for adventurer camps? So this is something, of course, that's been on the dev page for, what, a decade or something? I mean, it's been a while. Um, And have failed to do it uh, because we always get this sort of paralysis, uh, planning paralysis thing where... Failed to do it yet. Yeah. If I Well, it's like (laughs) if you want to have this kind of like tech tree or whatever, there's kind of like the knowledge tree for the scholars. You want to have this sort of absolutely ironclad built up tech tree that makes sense. Um, and so what, when we started thinking about that, that's when we, when we added napping to the game. So like people would like hit stones together to make them sharp. I'm like, okay, we're getting started with this. I don't know why we felt this way where, where dwarves can just like make stuff or whatever. And where like the adventure must be more accurate or something like that. <laughs> and so they could finally break branches off of trees or whatever. And, and, um, uh, then make a use a sharp rock to make a helve or however you pronounce anything I don't know out of that and then uh, finally like stick it together with another sharp rock and make a a stone like 
axe um, with a with a rock and a stick. That, that's <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like technological masterpiece. And then, uh, uh, yeah. So 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 this kind of this kind of thing, this kind of um, silliness has to go. Uh, and the like, we don't have a, a timeline. Like people ask for things in the near future, which is of course very difficult because the near future is I'm going to add. Um, like another interface screen and do some more dwarf properties and fix how bridges look. We got bridges up and we'll, we should be able to show those pretty soon. Um, but uh, uh, and that kind of thing. But but uh, so adventure mode right now is looking like um, a couple things coming after the Steam release. The plan is to we will, part of part of what we need to fix up is the villain stuff we put off, which involves like adventure mode investigations and, and adventure mode villainy and things like that. But they're also in that section with the army stuff, we have this kind of like, okay, we're finally going to do adventure mode medical stuff. Now, adventure mode medical stuff involves being able to like splint your leg when it's broken and stuff like that. Instead of having to like go to a altar and relying on the dice rolls and trying to see if you can turn yourself into a, a, um, you know, a, 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 a seagull or whatever. I don't think they have seagulls in the game, but turning yourself into an albatross, say, and uh, I don't know why we don't have seagulls in the game because that's like the Seattle state, like city bird or whatever. <laughs> but but it's like uh, the, yeah, well, you you can feed them at the Ivor's restaurant. Back when we had restaurants, you could feed them French fries. There's a statue of a seagull there with Ivor feeding the seagull, um, and they they'll swoop down and take them out of your hands and so forth. But um, uh, and, and they say it's fine for the birds, and they certainly seem to be a healthy population of birds. So I don't think we're abusing the birds by feeding them French fries, but. Um, they'll take them anyway uh, at this point, um, whether you want them to or not. But in any case, um, if that's a way of healing yourself in adventure mode, is turning yourself into an animal. And um, uh, but if you could go the the more traditional route, we were thinking, okay, so you can make splints and crutches and things, um, and kind of uh, you know become a legendary crutch walker and so forth. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's. Uh, that is making, right? That is getting back to crafts. So that's that's kind of where we're opening the door yet again. This now, as for naming your sites, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why you can't give them. Cause, I mean, it's certainly reasonable to be able to type in a a string name for the the camp and the the naming structure is already supported. It's just not there. Um, so yeah, I mean, certainly the. The names provided by the game are very limiting. Yeah, yeah. So lots to do and some some opportunity for some movement on the future. Uh, uh, yes, uh, but who knows what we'll actually get at that point. Certainly some stuff, but not, not everything. All right. Well, our next question comes from Devin Owens. Uh, what is your current thinking on what you would ultimately like Fortress Defense to look like? Traps and invulnerable walls have made defense somewhat trivial for a long time. <laughs> this is a, a similar question in a sense because um, it's something that we've had kind of floating around for a zillion years, haven't gotten to, and then uh, we have this upcoming bit after the Steam news, where the along with the Adventure Mode Medical, as I mentioned, is the kind of army update, and part of the army update is the siege update. <laughs> which is like before we disappear off into myth and magic land, we wanted to at least pe leave people with better sieges than the ones they've got now. And uh, that involves uh, traps and, and stuff that 
that that don't uh, work quite so well, uh, or at least can be can be countermanded by intelligent opponents or counter whatever by uh, intelligent opponents. Uh, it involves people digging. Um, optionally, of course. I mean, it's it's op it's opt out though. Um, I mean, so that you can you can be uh, you can be tormented by people who can get through your works and not be flummoxed by a simple uh, constructed wall that you you throw up uh-huh. and Bring um, ladders yeah, and whatnot. Just, yeah, yeah, we have the step ladder in the game. Of course, uh, <laughs> people can hop walls now, which is nice. Uh, letter one tile, which surprises some people, and it's always good to have people surprised and then lose. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what else we'll be capable of. It's not, it's not, um, it's not something we can guarantee about like intelligent people. But I think it would be fun if they could like redirect the river down into your fortress if you happen to have a river. Um, oh just my gosh, very that would be incredibly <laughs> annoying and crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, because all of this kind of indirectly encourages people to. Uh, to figure out, okay, now how do I actually repulse this army rather than kind of letting it do its thing? Yeah. Um, and we were also thinking of just having them kind of hang out up there and build a statue or whatever, and then leave if they want to just insult you for, for turtling up. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the, the, uh, then, I mean, it kind of like, it's, it's, uh, what are you doing here? I've got this little animal just kind of staring in my face, trying to head bump me right now. Mr. Scamp's causing trouble in the home. He loves you. So, <laughs> who's 11? I'm 11 years old. That's right. That's right. Oh, he's a portly being. But, uh, <laughs> Do you still play Can't Fetch with him? So he's been a little, he has a little bit of arthritis in his back. So, I mean, his back legs. We don't, uh, we don't go off and force him to do things that he may not want to do. Yeah. Um, not quite so much. I mean, he still trots around and stuff, and uh, but he's he, he has a slightly more restful existence. I mean, the, the torment apparently does not does not enter into that though, does it? Like it doesn't take any energy to torment people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so here's trouble. Here's trouble. Uh, yeah. So so you know that is this this sort of. ties into a bit about like military structure and the future of kind of like site raids and what the what the sort of proactive defense looks like too and having army fights out in the field um before people even arrive at your fortress or being able to slow them down and getting advance warning uh, about who's going to come uh Right, and because it kind yeah, of I mean, ultimately but, you dem- you end up demanding that the player prepare his defenses in a certain way if you allow certain strategies, and I don't know, just tur- turtling is such a big strategy right now that I can't yeah. imagine not not turtling. So like yeah, like the strategy yeah. to to build a, a really big uh, army and then like have them out defending your fortress is such a hard work compared to turtling. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be difficult for us to overcome turtling when I mean it's it's sort of an arms race thing uh, where you have to be careful with how that works. Like if if we if we make the 
army AI more and more clever and people keep coming up with with counter tactics and I mean eventually to the point where they're like making a whole sheet of water that lives above their fortress and having a whole kind of flood system to let the <laughs> merchants in. But then they kind of reflood this layer so that like digging enemies can't get at them, right? Because there's a a giant water layer. Yeah. <laughs> and we're we're there's gonna come to be a point where we don't teach the enemies how to like break through your custom aquifer that you designed yourself or whatever, right? It's just yeah. it just gets a little bit too much. And so turtling is probably always going to be a strategy for the advanced player, but then we have to think about where does this leave the new people. Right. Uh we don't want them to 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 be just completely destroyed by some kind of uh advanced uh siege stuff that we work on you know obsessively to kind of take out intermediate players while the advanced players are uh, building you know <laughs> these these sort of defensive systems but uh i mean there's there's some room for that and and of course the um you know you know do we do things like um it's like talking about the optional diggers was was kind of about aesthetics uh, but is there room here for like, you know, well, do we just have a, you know, some kind of difficulty setting? You can already turn armies off in the options. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of what, uh, I mean, things that are going to be happening with this, the, the, the steam itch kind of graphical release is, uh, for instance, bringing a lot of these kind of text options that people might not be even be aware of. They're just sitting in the init files and just having them be like a regular game. It's just like a checkbox or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, um, I think the difficulty then, makes sense. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a something that we've avoided for whatever reason up to this point, but it's always been customizable. So I don't think it's 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 something that we should completely avoid and let people have the sort of experience they want to have. Um, and you know, the tendency for us would be to make the default experience kind of turn everything on, though, um, and and make the invaders invaders sensible. I mean, you you've always gotten an advantage because you have. Um, good training in dwarven steel and a weapon trap with 23 crossbows in it. So <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, I think, I think you'll, you'll, you'll be fine even if we uh, amp it up a bit, but we're definitely, we're definitely going to, to make some changes to hopefully make that feel a little more dynamic. Ward asks, how do you see the future of dwarf mode on site control over military actions? I think we all remember cases like where we send out a squad of dwarves to kill a giant sponge and they get locked in a week-long fight, falling asleep and getting hungry during while refusing to disengage. <laughs> it would also be cool to be able to order your military to take prisoners. <laughs> Has this ever happened yeah. to you? <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember the uh No, it's SpongeBob. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yes, the, the the giant sponge battles and you have like yeah, the dwarf just exhausted collapsing next to this thing. Um and it's and then that's and that's not cool. I mean it's like many bugs, it's funny the first time you see it and you're like, "Well, do you actually want to have this be a thing in the game?" So it's um I, I yeah, I understand the uh the desire to have like the ability to kind of retreat even when they're fighting, because you you can have an order to go attack something, and if you cancel it fast enough and recenter them before they uh, before they engage, then that works. But if you, um, you know, assuming they've been updating their pathfinding, which had been an issue, uh, they might just like because they they'd like go to the last waypoint and then kind of touch it and be like tag, and then would go off on their next mission. If they saw an, a monster there, then that would st they'd still fight it, even if you change the orders. But the um, but yeah, no, it makes it makes sense to to have more control um, 
over them. Uh, and we'll see, we'll see what we get to when we do the siege release. Uh, uh, and, uh, even when we do this steam stuff, we're not going to add a lot, but we are going to have to completely redo the, uh, the military and squad interfaces. Um, we'll see what we get out of that. Uh, now on prisoners, like getting, like taking prisoners was, was a thing that was on the, in the cards for the villains release, because we had this kind of new interrogation feature, which we only just started when we, uh, when we kind of had to switch gears and released the sort of half villains release. Um, and so I was just sitting there, like being able to take prisoners and interrogate them about plots and, and so forth. Um, and so that 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 is actually something that um, more than anything else I mentioned in the answer to this question, that seems like something that's actually the most likely thing uh, to happen uh, with the with the siege release. Although, of course, we'll get a we'll get a lot more out of it as well. Joewitz says, "What are your thoughts on implementing modular workshops, maybe alongside the library temple tavern system?" So yeah, even before the the library uh, temple kind of the location system with the, the libraries and, and temples and taverns and the new crafts guilds um, came about, and the hospital zones too, where you had kind of uh, chests that get thread put in them and it understands like that there are different pieces of furniture in different buildings that can be associated to one thing. Even before we did any of that, and kind of the reason we started doing that is because we're like, oh, we eventually want to take. Uh, uh, workshops and uh, the rooms that the dwarves have and kind of turn them into sort of one sort of system that maybe is more of a zone type system, but that it just kind of recognizes the furniture that's in place and allows the people to, to do, to do jobs uh, in there based on the furniture that's in there. And um, so the, the issue for now is that, I mean, it's just a, it's a big rewrite of course. And uh, so we're not going to get to it before the, the upcoming release, which is, you know, and we've drawn lots of workshops now, um, but there's nothing that says that we, you know, all art in Dwarf Fortress is going to be temporary um, in the sense that we will eventually just kind of tear them out and uh, get, get some other things in place. Uh, part of the, part of the issue is, is just coming up with, again, it relates kind of to the adventure mode crafting thing. Again, the, the the re- replacements for these things involve like different tools and, and different, pieces of workshops and figuring out how to relate them together. Cause there's not really any point in doing it if it's just going to reproduce the existing system, right? There needs to be some kind of synergies uh, between them. And uh, you know, what, what kind of uh, workstations do a carpenter and a jeweler and a Mason and a craft dwarf kind of share? Uh, and what are the differences is, is sort of a thing to sit down and think about and, uh, especially not having any domain expertise in any of those things. Um, I didn't even do shop class in high school or whatever. I did uh, ceramics for a couple of years, so I could, yeah, I have a vague idea about potter's wheels and and uh, and that kind of thing, <laughs> which we don't have in the game. They just use the craft dwarf shop or whatever, or the kiln. Because, uh, yeah, no, we put things in the kiln and blew them up and other people's projects were destroyed. I don't remember if any of my stuff blew up, actually. But but in any case, yeah, yeah so not even in domain – that doesn't sound like domain expertise either. Um, but uh, just just a disaster, walking disaster. But the uh, – uh, so, yeah, no, it's, it's a tricky question um, uh, in terms of actually getting it done. But it's something we want to do, which is not something I have. I've said that about a lot of things, but it's uh, – um, yeah, we're doing all right. 
How do you prioritize any of it? How do you know which direction to go? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it it's it's something. This is kind of where Zach and I just kind of sit and talk about what we want to see, um, and where we feel like things are going, and so forth. And we often change gears, um, uh, like with, as with the caravan arc and the army arc, which did not materialize. Um, although then you know bits of the army arc did, and you could suddenly do sight raids out of another you know another another direction. I mean it's. It's too bad that time is just one straight line instead of a spider web of work like the Dwarf Fortress plans. Because <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it, is, it is, you know, uh, the decisions are not like, I mean, there's no, there's no real one order or one, one way that things could go. So oftentimes it's motivation-based, right? Like if we're, if we're really feeling, you know, that... Oh, I can just kind of see in my head how modular workshops are, are going to work, and those concerns I was having before have kind of worked themselves out. Um, then pop, you know, suddenly you get something done in a couple of weeks or whatever, and you need to capture those moments when they happen. Uh, it makes the project go forward faster when you have all this stuff that you want to do anyway. It's kind of, uh, I mean, it's partially related to just how it was as a mathematician, where you kind of solve problems when you're not thinking about them, and you get used to trusting your intuition, which of course is a trap in a way <laughs> uh, when you're trying to um, organize a project, especially when you've got, you know, now I've got multiple people working on it, which means we need to be more organized. Um, and, uh, but, but it's also like um, invaluable to go with those things when, when you can, because it's going to be the difference between, you know, five or six times the amount of work. If you, if you, um, fail to capture moments of inspiration. Yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, so it's, 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 it's funny to give sort of strange answers like that, but that's, uh, that's, that's how the process feels to me. Moon also lake. Apologies if I got that wrong. Are yeah, there any moon also lake moon also lake. I like that. That's, that's more evocative moon also lake. Are there any plans to assign more functions to totems in DF? Right now, they seem to have unfulfilled potential, but in my opinion, they could very well have usages with regard to law, religion, or magic. The same goes for a lot of crafts like crowns and so on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like that's like the deep cuts, right? That's some old the old words and the old. A scepter the, ought to mean something. Yeah, because we we added those things so early, and this was way 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 back, like when we we're when we we're thinking of Dwarf Fortress as that small game the one where the adventurer goes and finds interesting things, right? It's like, it's like, well, what if the, the, the skulls that the hunter, you know, got or whatever could be made into, into totems or whatever. And then that's just kind of where it's sad. I mean, I'm not quite sure when totems got added, it might've been a touch later than that, but certainly the crowns and stuff, the scepters were in within the first, you know, week or two back in 2002 and because uh, we wanted to scatter the crafts around, and if the totems came in at the same time, it would have been the same thinking. Um, that like, and then we just sort of left it at that. <laughs> it's like just treasure. These are like our D and D treasures, practically, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, like like roll on table E or whatever treasure type J or something. It's like they're they're so so underutilized. Um, uh, at least they finally started like wearing them a little bit. Although then they just 
you know, glomp 50 of them on themselves. And I remember I saw recently a dwarf with um, lead crafts or something that was walking oh. really, really slow. I think that was a topic of discussion. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yes, there's a lot to do. I think um, as, as the person mentioned, the uh, like like magic obviously uses these little knickknacks, right? It's it's pretty much guaranteed on the first pass that these things will, there's going to be kind of some usage out of these things. Um, but we, we tried to do things, something with, with symbols of office at some point with the artifacts, like um, an artifact could be assigned as a symbol of office and that does that, but it's not something that's forwarded at all. Uh, and this is in like world gen and stuff. This is not kind of fronted at all. Um, that the the symbol of the office passes down to the next office holder. There's stuff like that in there, um, but it's it's um, if you don't shout it, you know, from the rooftops or whatever when you when you set it up, then it might as well not be there, especially when it's a esoteric thing like that. Um, so yeah, unfulfilled potential is the right <laughs> the right the right uh, phrase for it for sure. Okay, so Russell asks, my question is, will the Steam Itch version of Dwarf Fortress be supported on Mac OS? I only have an Apple laptop to play on, and I don't want to miss out on the fun or the fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a, uh, you know, we've been doing uh, Mac releases since, you know, God, has it been 10 years now? And the Mac Mini is certainly that old. I've got the old rusty thing sitting on top of my uh there's no rust. It's just grime, I think. I don't know. If you have a cat sit on something long enough, I'm sure it's bound to get a little dirty. But um, it still works. Uh, the the trick more with the, the OS version is that, like, we are not – we've never been a properly bundled Mac app, right? There's this whole way to set them up that Mac is happy with, and there's all kinds of new requirements uh, that they have as well. Um, I'm not sure how that that in, impacts like going on Steam, the latter. Although I know it's something a lot of my kind of colleagues have been dealing with in Indie Land, uh, getting the um, I forget what the the phrase is for the the apps um, that they they need to be uh, registered in some way. Uh, but it's it's um, these kind of tricks have have kind of uh, or, or or properties of the thing like it's outside of my realm of expertise to make a proper mac app so we'll need to get somebody and we've talked with tanya about getting people to do things uh but it's tricky and so we haven't guaranteed that we're going to have the the mac release as kind of a a day one thing it's just something that we need to work through um but we'd like to get it set up get over the hurdles and 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 get it done i mean we have code that works uh it just doesn't work all the way uh and same story for linux we have the issue with people's libraries and symlinks it it needs to get to a certain point before you can slap a you know a price tag on it and saying that you're this thing is fit for sale for this operating system i've kind of reached just a different comfort zone than i normally would have um now that we're doing things in this kind of more traditional way uh it throws up a bunch of additional barriers to you know what's acceptable um that 
we have not navigated yet, um, but we will. Garrick says, I just binged all of DF talk in the space of about a week. Thank you, Garrick. <laughs> and I noticed that you repeatedly mentioned the underground civilization of bat people who rode giant <laughs> bats and shot blowgun darts tipped in cave spider venom. That's it right. seems this is a recurring thing you continue to think about. <laughs> it's the confluence of many issues you're considering. Are you considering... Of purposefully working towards re-including the civilization or the systems required to create its pecu- peculiarities. <laughs> no, I when like you close your eyes, that's what you dream of. <laughs> yeah, that's cool that we have enough material now that uh, you know publicly that 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 we can be, or at least I, you know, obviously being analyzed here for for this one. And I think there's something to it, right? Um, it's got the the old two um, D system. Uh, has not been recaptured. We talk about that all the time. Uh, like the the pacing and so forth is something that we couldn't capture in 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 three D. And so we think about that because we have the whole map rewrite based on that. Right? It's a huge. It's going to be a huge project, and uh, it's for that reason. Right? In part um, to get that to recapture that. Additionally, the entity <clears throat> kind of uh, we we often call it like the embark scenario rewrite, but it's really kind of the entity rewrite. So civilizations and laws and all that kind of thing. A lot of that is set up to kind of figure out what are the animal people actually like? What is going on down there? Uh, they used to be more organized, and now you just occasionally see like ten of them sitting on the ground or you know yelling at each other like you know my name is name. I was attacked by nobody or whatever. Just like you know broken kind of uh, these the what the animal people are the and don't, they animal don't. people is basically what they are. Yeah, it's just not good. It's just not. It's and and so that's another thing, like like, um, getting getting that part together, and then um, uh, this doesn't adjust, ad- address the riding of giant bats or the, the 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 venomous weapons and so forth, which are, um, you know, also elements of this. Uh, there's this whole thing that you occasionally see when you're scrolling through the dwarf fortress code that's kind of commented out about pattern flyers. Whenever you look at pathfinding, it's like, oh, well, if this person's a pattern flyer, they'll go, you know, up and down the 2D chasm or whatever. And I just kind of left the the code there because you don't, you know, delete code if you don't have to. Just kind of, it's sort of a museum exhibit sitting there inside of the code. And uh, that also puts it on my mind sometimes, the, uh, the, the fact that we had this. And this, I mean, it, it, it kind of ties into the siege questions from before, like, um, if they, if they, right now the seizures don't think about map structure much at all. Uh, they just think of like, how can I get to where I'm going? And if you plant a wall there, then they don't think about it. But if they kind of understood where they'd been, if they send sort of a, a first wave and detect where all the deaths are happening and this hallway is very bad, is there another way in? If there's not another way in, can we make another way in? Um, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, could we set something on fire and smoke them out? <laughs> we'll see if we can smoke out the dwarves. Uh, it's I mean, there's problems with living underground, but but if uh, uh, yeah, so 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 we, I think the the reason we probably, or at least I I keep mentioning this thing is because it does touch upon you know four or five things that um, we're all are all in kind of this midterm future. Uh, and it's, of course, the episodes you're listening to are, some of them are, you know, I don't know, eight years old or something. Um, 
And I think the, the way that I've been thinking about it has changed because now we've sort of have these solutions scheduled that are going to solve, you know, some two thirds of, of, of this sort of whole hold in the game. <laughs> Mushroom Wine says, how copyright protected is the universe of Dwarf Fortress? If I were to say, make a comic book based on my playing of Dwarf Fortress and then sell it for profit, would you be okay with that? <laughs> so, yeah, we don't we don't really have um, official merchandise and appreciate it when people don't say like this is the Dwarf Fortress comic or something like that, right? It's like that that that's that's you know something we're not comfortable with. However. Uh, the person says kind of based on their playing of Dwarf Fortress or things in the universe of Dwarf Fortress. If you go into your um, raw folder uh, in, the, in the Dwarf Fortress download, there's a readme there. And the readme public domains everything uh, in the raw folder. And the raw folder includes all the creatures and plants and uh, not that like you guys necessarily want to work cave wheat into your universe. Like, I mean, the, I'm not saying these things are valuable, <laughs> but you know, it's it's like um, so that kind of thing. Uh, it, it's all cool, right? I mean, we we appreciate people that um, put their work and have their their crafty skills. You know, it's not just a T-shirt that says Dwarf Fortress on it, which is you know, that's a little shift. You know, that's not cool. But uh, it's 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 something that they worked on, right? It's like I remember when the it's a long time ago. I remember the three panel Soul comic. They you know did a Dwarf Fortress, a series of Dwarf Fortress episodes, and they you know sold a T shirt with their like all their dwarf stuff. It was something they drew, right? And yeah. you know I you know sure there's a kind of add on value or something and. You know, in some universe, I'd be scrapping for royalties, and it's completely legit to do that because people need to kind of get get their food and their health insurance, just like we're doing over on Steam. But you know, it's just not something I'm super super interested in scrapping about. Uh, uh, if people have done the work, you know, they got cool shit. So if you got cool shit and you want to put cave weed in it, um, <laughs> if you want to put floor fungus and uh, what is the what is the stupidest uh, thing we've done. I mean, all of our plants are pretty bad. Muck root. Uh, muck root. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like delicious. it's in a swamp. It's a root. It's muck root. <laughs> hey, Ma, it's muck root. I just can't wait for a cereal, <laughs> for a muck root cereal, a t-shirt for Dwarf Fortress. Yeah, but then I like hit the thesaurus, and I think there's some extract called gutter crore or something, and crore, I don't even know how to pronounce it, with some kind of synonym for blood or something. I'm like, let's go for it. And this is the kind of thing where like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like the, the professional authors would just be like, Putting their like even the caves of cut people would be putting their hands on their head and just kind of shaking it like what is this trash? Uh, <laughs> remember, yeah, I remember uh, Ursula Le Guin wrote, uh, or is it you always put the K in there? As uh, Le Guin uh, said that like um, when people talk about you know I don't know how to pronounce it either like icor icor however people say that mm-hmm. like that's the hallmark of a seventh rate author when you use that right because it has a very specific definition. I don't remember about the blood of the gods or something like that, right? 
but people just use it for like insect blood, right? Mm, like, fuck, General insect goo. blood. Yeah. And so, so, you know, I can understand where she's coming from. <laughs> it's like, you know, people appreciate the craft and so forth, but over here in Dwarf Fortress land, we're just, you know, you know, just like a, a millimeter away from being a giant content shark. So it's, uh, you know, we're doing our best. Yeah. We're doing our best. It's fine. Everything's fine. Every, Everything's fine. We got our just giant doing giant. their best. It's white. It comes out of cave spider. You call it icker because it's icky. That's right. That makes and sense. And that's how it is. That's my life. That's my life. I am seventh rate. I've never said anything different. <laughs> Should be selling fluffy wambler stuffed animals. That's true. There you go. That's true. I mean, that's the only steam thing we need, right? With like, fluffy just wamblers. have a, the store, and they've got the fluffy wambler. And that, that, I was actually happy with my use of the thesaurus on that one, right? Wombling is is like a, a unsteady walk. Oh, so they're, they're just wombling with little fluffy wamblers. Mm, and so they have stumble bumblings, right? They stumble bumble. And the stumble bumble fluff. And, they, and they eat your food. The pudge. It's great. I like it. I like it. So there. I mean, it's not, it's, 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 it's not, it's, that's not first rate, but it's sixth rate. <laughs> it's not Keep seventh climbing anymore. The I am. I am. They got the, yeah. The other rungs are inaccessible to me, but I can get from seventh to sixth if I try really hard. Speaking of fluffy wamblers, I think this is a good opportunity, Cap, for you to mention some art. Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) If I had a camera, you'd have seen all of my posture correct itself. (laughs) Um, Get excited. Arn or Arnie? Arna on the forums has uh, posted some absolutely beautiful art. Yeah, we're so uh, impressed, buddy. Related. Um, you can check it out at www.androidarts.com slash df slash dorf dot htm. That's D-O-R-F. Of course it is. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I love the colors. I love the the expressiveness. Uh, all the little beak dogs look fun. I want to pet them. They're chirping and hopping. It's really good stuff. Uh, thank you for sharing that on the forums. <laughs> Yeah, these are awesome. I'm scrolling through them now. Yeah. So I've only seen two of them. I saw one on Twitter and then a couple on the forums, but they're like thousands of them. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. Here's some more stuff. You're right. Yeah. Everybody loves the Gorlack. Well, well let's, let's, let's make this into a reaction uh, recording then. Oh, look at that <laughs> kobold. I love its jawline. That's cute. And then this strange mushroom people with a tiara on its head or something. Even even the floating guts are cute. <laughs> yeah, the floating guts have those four little little pseudopod things that also they they're like not quite pseudopods because they also they look like slugs kind of, but they they're cute and stubby, so the antennas aren't so long that they they. Uh, the very still, definition of still cute. Yes, these are, the these blob are with the pseudo eyes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent I, I love that he tells us how, how much it weighs yeah it's good well it's 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 about all you have to go on you have the body the like few sentence description and then you've got the 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 size um of course yeah things like the naked mole dog you have the the real world 
creature to go from. This is excellent. And it's got little floppy ears, too. So it's like Snoopy was a naked mole dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to convince Tarn to use fan art on his loading screens. <laughs> yeah, speaking of you know, copyright and licensing, etc., we got we, we got we got lots of work to do. Everything will be fine. We got another stout goblin, and we got lanky goblins. Wait, is that an earthworm man? Yeah. Oh my goodness. He's so jolly. I I'm I'm picturing all of these from like the Neverending Story. Just like I want. <laughs> yeah. The ostrich man with the flail is superb. The little goggles. <laughs> that's almost exactly what our cap looks like now, if that's a cap with the little flaps coming down the side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it helps to have the flaps on the side because then you can hide the hair. Because ha- having hair partially sticking out of a sprite is a tricky problem. Oh, for this ostrich man, it helps keep yeah. the sand out of out of his ears. <laughs> yes, especially when he you know, sticks it in there. That's right. Well, the flesh ball looks troublesome. Uh-oh. Flesh ball. <laughs> the flesh ball is one of our more ridiculous. That one dates back to the Armok days. What does the flesh ball do again? It sits. Just sits there. It sits. It's kind of absorbing nutrients from the wet the wet ground. So you can't, um, it, it doesn't attack you. It just sits there. No, it sits there. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to be chopped into pieces and eaten. You can cook it. Oh, gotcha. So the, okay, the, nice. the bounty, the bounty of the uh, of the underground. Um, but it was it was like I don't remember if it was uh, why it was in Slaves to Armok One. We had a 3D model of a flesh ball. I don't know if it was just a test. It's like almost almost like a test object, right? You just want to test that yeah. the tissue is working, test that the basic rendering is working, so you make a sphere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, now we had a 3D flesh ball. It's, it's, it's fleshy. Adorable. <laughs> well, the Sponge Man is is. A bit vain. Oh, there's a sponge man. Yeah. <laughs> Go look at these pictures online. If you're listening to this and you're not looking at these pictures. Yeah, we'll link out. it. We'll link it so there's no excuses. <laughs> just click it. You should probably click this link before you even start the episode so you can just kind of follow along. Yeah. Well. Yep, yep. I feel like we are petering out here. Do we have anything else we <laughs> want to say? Uh, Well... Uh, people should should play Dwarf Fortress and and um, and ask questions. Yes, we have we have uh, yeah. Apologies to um, uh, Malrock the Valiant uh, who asked over uh, some some series of questions, and uh, we'll get to them. <laughs> but other than that, we need more questions. Give us more questions. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this and you're not submitting a question, you should be. Yep. Well, we appreciate everyone cool. joining us today, though, in all seriousness. Um, the community is really awesome, and I've had a great time participating with you guys. Um, Captain, you want to give us our thanks on our way out? Thanks for who? Thanks for all of our amazing fans. Thanks for uh, Tarn for creating a fun game that has brought us all together. <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks <laughs> for you for instilling some level of organization into yeah. our <laughs> podcasting Such uh, wambling. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, we might as well thank, uh, thank the uh, recording software we're using. Uh, yeah. Whoa, oh yeah. Thank you, Zencaster. 
Charge! Yeah, <laughs> it's got these buttons. It's got these <laughs> buttons. So, yeah, thanks, thanks to the Zencaster for hooking us up with the drum thing we never use. Um, but it's the thought that counts. You should use and, it every time we yeah. tell a joke. <laughs> Shoot! Uh, yeah, drive time, <laughs> traffic reports, yep. jokes. Yep, all the classics. All yeah. the classics. Oh. I remember the first time, uh, like the first, I think the first episode or second episode I made, I I tried to add in a bunch of like fun sound effects as we're doing it and no one liked it. So it was like, fine, you just want this. Just want us to talk. Fine. This is what it is now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they got a plus button up here. I can add my, I can create like a mix board or whatever, just with uh, whatever, whatever dwarfy sounds. Add the the yell from the Dwarf Fortress intro. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the snorting, the snorting, and the uh, uh, what? Are, yeah, what, there's there's a yeah, quality. Recorded that in a series of voices like that, and then added <laughs> added the snorting. And um, there was one other sound though in that mix. Oh, just though at the beginning, maybe just the dun dun or whatever. There you go. Kind of, kind of, yeah, yeah. It's important work. People need to know that it's not a serious project. Do we have sound effects yet on Dwarf Fortress? Uh, just, just, uh, just some, some, some stingers because we are. Uh, yeah, I mean, we know sound sense exists, right? It's like yeah. a whole, a whole giant thing. I did that. And I did that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did some of it. I mean, a... I, to be fair, I only recorded stuff, and everyone else put it together. So I was, but it was fun. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean, hopefully that'll be easier to do, right? Because like, even if we if we have the initial release, just with the amount of sounds that we and cobble together and get all through the copyright process, blah, 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 then uh, it'll still be hooked, right, to every announcement or whatever, so people can do what they want. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got to figure out how to do things like, I mean, I have some semblance of an idea how to do it, but if, if, if like, here's workshop sounds, you know, there's a dwarf on the left side of the screen working at a carpenter's shop, shop, like, kick up the left speaker and give me some sawing noises or whatever, right, then... I mean that's that's all theoretically possible. It's just a matter of assets, um, yep. as usual. And um, but the the programming there is like at for intro level stuff. It's not hard. I know audio engineers do better work than I can do, <laughs> and we'll see how that kind of plays out. But I have a good sound library, you know. Um, FMod works, um, and uh, of course, yeah, that's a whole that's a whole another interesting thing about like. Well, you're actually selling the game now, yeah. so you have to pay for the F mod license. Well, thanks everyone um, for joining us. Uh, we're going to wrap it up, and uh, we appreciate you uh, being a fan and just sticking with us through this whole process. This how, how many years has it been now, Tarn? Uh, what do we? Are, are, there's there's all kinds of different cutoffs. What do you want? Coming up to Dwarf fifteen, Fortress. I'd guess. Yeah, Dwarf Fortress. Uh, yeah, coming up to fifteen years. Fifteen years. Out. 18 years of work, and this podcast has been going steady and strong for eight years with a little bit of a gap in there. Yep. And, uh, yeah, was it eight years or more? Uh, something. It's something. And you can hear me typing now because I was like, <laughs> okay, let me, go, let me go figure this. What was, you know, episode one? Oh, no, way before that. Way before that. No, 11 years. Wow. 2009. 2000. We're all old. Yep. Dude, I'm middle-aged I now. I can't believe it. This is... This is... Yeah. 
Yeah, I got gray hair and no hair on the top. Neither. I was a I was a young man when this started. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are awesome, and uh, do send us those questions. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, and you guys have an awesome rocking day. Uh, can you see that? Like the rocking. Dwarf, oh, dwarf pun. Ge- geology. <laughs> oh, where's the drums? Where's the drums? Uh, hit him. Uh, there we, there we go. Well, yeah, I was trying to think of one, and I'm like, I don't know, stone something. But then I just started thinking oh, about you just have to you just have to keep tracking your quarry. That's right. <laughs> I, I think I, I, I didn't want to pass you off too bad. Oh, people got practice with the dad jokes here. <laughs> Time. There we go. And now you need okay. to, uh, you know, put that on the at the end. <laughs>